This is a historic day for a good reason. It's been a long time coming. But today, Americans who have been forced to go without insurance can now visit healthcare.gov and enroll in affordable new plans that offer quality coverage. That's Stephen Brill is here. He's the author of this week's cover story in Time magazine. It is called Code Red, Inside the Nightmare Launch of Healthcare.gov, and the team that figured out how to fix it. It takes an exclusive look at the problems with the Obama administration's health care website. And for the first time, it tells the story of the technology experts brought in to rescue the site. That team included Silicon Valley consultants, Google engineers, and even the whiz kids behind Obama's own re-election campaign. In the space of weeks, they turned around healthcare.gov. And in the process, they arguably saved the president's legacy. I am pleased to have Stephen Brill back at this table. Welcome. Hey, Charlie. Let me begin with this question. How did you come to this story? You'd already written a cover story about health care. I think the longest cover story in the history of Time magazine, if I remember. Yeah. There are people still trying to, uh, you know, trying to make their way through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty clear. Uh, and, and then comes this story, right. cover story Time magazine. Tell me what brought you to the story and what were you in pursuit of? Well, uh, what I decided to do over the summer, I went back to time and I said, listen, um, the government's about to launch the most complicated, ambitious new program, arguably since uh, Medicare or Social Security. What about an inside story of how they're doing it? Before launch. Before launch. So I started in July and August. And, I, and uh, here's what happened. Uh, the first round of interviews I did in Washington were with people at the uh, Department of Health and Human Services, um, at CMS, which is uh, the Medicare agency that was supposed to be in charge of the website, and with people at the White House. And almost as a conversation started with each of these interviews, maybe a dozen of them, I'd say, well, you know, who's in charge of this thing? And I really didn't listen very carefully to the answer. Then I got back on the train, I'm going back to New York, and I'm reading my notes, and I had gotten 12 different answers uh, for who was in charge. And I got home that night, and I said to my wife, I said, you know, I think this thing is in big trouble. Now, if you'd asked the president, would he have known who was in charge? He would have said he was in charge. If you'd asked Sibelius who was in charge, what she would she did, have said? So she was, uh, she was in charge. Right. And the head of CMS was in charge. And the, uh, the head of uh, communications and marketing, sort of, at the White House, they said they were in charge. Um, and there was really nobody in charge. But I kept on the story. But then, of course, on October 1st, I realized I had a very different story.